Return of the Jedi has opened here in New York. It's playing at the Low Astor Plaza Theater, among other places. And that's where Ed Miller is standing by live with all the people who are waiting to go into the 520 show. Ed, how is it? Uh, Ernie, they started selling tickets here at the Lowe's Astor Plaza at 8.30 this morning. And even at that early hour, the line was five football fields long. That's five across. If they would have been single file, they would have been standing all the way to New Jersey. The very first person in line was a teenage boy. He started standing Sunday at midnight, and uh, the theater felt sorry for him, so they let him in for free. But the rest of these people are shelling out cash like it's going out of style. He's coming back for his sixth birthday now to see it himself. All right. Return of the Jedi. All right. So he's a big fan, right? May the 4th be with you special, a return of the Jedi 40th anniversary special. We're talking about Return of the Jedi back in theaters. It's a very special event where for just about a week now, in, from the end of April to right after May the 4th, Return of the Jedi was again in theaters. It made, like over the weekend, $5 million or something in less than 500 theaters. Imagine what it would have been like if it would have gotten like a wider release, which is crazy. It was only in 500 theaters. But we are going to be talking all about Return of the Jedi. We've got voice messages from a lot of you folks about Return of the Jedi. But first of all, Gabe, you just got back from your viewing of Return of the Jedi tonight as we're recording this. How was your experience? So... Yeah, I, I waited to see it with friends, and they couldn't see it till Tuesday. So I saw it on a Tuesday night, which is not quite the party night that I'm sure the weekend was. But it was it was fun to see it in the theater. There was some other people there. It was not crowded by any means, but it's kind of funny that there was like representatives from all the Star Wars groups because there were just out of college age kids who were kind of like grumbling about the special edition stuff there were like the old dudes with baseball caps who were into star wars and then there was like a whole family where they brought like their grandma and there was like the 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 full range of of uh ages so it was like yeah all your little star wars all the star wars groups were accounted for and yeah i mean 
everybody loves it because it's Return of the Jedi and it's a Tuesday night. You know you love Return of the Jedi if you're going on Tuesday night. Yeah, my show, I went two times back to back on Friday. And I don't know, the first time I was just like floating on a cloud up above the theater. I was just grooving, grooving, grooving. Like when Wedge came on the screen, I was like, oh, like Maydeen, everybody just across the board. I was just grooving and rocking weirdly the crowd was kind of silent not a whole lot of hooting and hollering like people clapped at the end i gave a hoot for ben burt in the in the credits but people were people were into it and it was like yeah like you said it was a a lot of families at mine i mean thankfully we there were a lot of friends there and stuff but yeah i was just like into it like really locked into it and just like when rogue one came back out i was grooving where it was making me think of new star wars thoughts where i was thinking about the kenobi show and i was like thinking about the last jedi and i was just like oh man yeah star wars well that's the the fun with you know as good as it looks on disney plus there is something about seeing it just ridiculously huge like there's nothing better than Ewok faces like as big as a bus. Every minute of the Endor stuff with just giant Ewok faces on screen, I just couldn't stop smiling. When I was thinking too, all the all the stuff in Java's Palace, where I was thinking about the blessing and the curse of our panel <laughs> yeah. last year at Celebration yeah. Anaheim, where I was just like the whole time, like I was thinking, oh, like oh man, I should be paying more attention to like all this cool Java's like. All the, the this movie I've watched over a hundred times, but it, I'm just like, oh man, there's wool cabochite. Look at that wool cabochite back there. Oh man, look at Elam looking good. Elam, right. Tom Spina cursed us where we are forever paying attention to all the freaky dudes in the background. I'm like, oh man, look, I've never seen the Toadstool Terror look that good. Yeah, Tom's like, I heard you guys like Star Wars, but do you really like Star Wars? <laughs> You really like Return of the Jedi because we're going to take it to the next level. Tom gave us like the bad Return of the Jedi LSD and we can never get it out of our system. But I, I, I'm not complaining because I loved it. No, no. It's like, uh, what was that? Uh, in the in True Detective when he was like driving, they just like drive down the street. Then he'd like start hallucinating or whatever in the show. It's like just driving down the street and seeing uh, Return of the Jedi creatures everywhere you look. You're seeing Rees, thinking I see six six in the corner, but it's actually the Toadstool Terror, which is true. That was a whole conversation on Saturday where I was like, Tom, I think I saw six six. Nope, sorry, it was just the Toadstool Terror. Yeah, that's hey, that happens. Well, I I was spending all Jabba's Palace's time just focusing on the humans mm. because seeing it on the big screen, it was like, oh, I can kind of pick out all the little the humans of Jabba's Palace. And the dudes with headbands and all the guys dressed like Lando and the just random guys that look like they're from the Ewok movies. And droids. Just looking at droids in Java's Palace. I never spend so much time looking at just crazy droids in Java's Palace. That's the thing, though. Seeing Star Wars on the big screen, there's a magic to it. There's a really special magic to it. And there were so many people who were just going to see Return of the Jedi last week. I'm like, there's people that I work with that were just like... I, oh, I, I went to go see the Star Wars movie and I was like, yeah, Return of the Jedi. You, uh, what did you think? They're like, it was great. I haven't watched it in so long. Like People that aren't ridiculous like us, like doing a weekly podcast at midnight on a Tuesday, you know, like <laughs> just people just going to see this 
40 year old Star Wars movie and it still got it. Well, and the other fun thing of, of seeing it at the theater is like, even if you have a sweet TV at home, the sound at the theater is so good. And the sound mix in this latest version of Return of the Jedi is like crystal, crystal clear. So good. The speeder bike scene. You know we're crazy about the speeder bike scene. You know we're crazy about the sounds of the speeder bike scene. But I was just like, man, Ben Burt with a capital B and another capital B. In two T's because it's just, he's that good. Not one T, the double T for the Burt. The two T's are for totally terrific. Oh my God, this sound mix is so good and william's score too surprise surprise no everyone knows but it's just like it's all so great return the jedi and listen we've done more episodes about return the jedi than probably anything else on blast points and i'm still amazed by how great return the jedi is and it's amazing that like this movie that we've watched so many times talked about so much is such an important part of our lives. It can still be so compelling and still make you think of new things. It's not like anyone, I never saw anybody getting up and going to the bathroom during Return of the Jedi. And everybody in the theater has seen it before. Probably. You don't, you don't want to miss a second. No, there's not, there's not a second to miss. There's some, there's, there's, if you get up and go to the bathroom, you're going to miss something good. Cause you can't, you can't get up during Jabba's palace. You're going to miss, you're going to miss your favorite creatures. You're going to miss something in the background. And then you can't get up on Endor. You're going to miss your favorite Ewok. And then you can't get up at the end because there's spaceships and lightsabers and the Emperor. And you're just, yeah, you're stuck. What, are you going to get up in the middle during, like, the Rebel briefing? You're going to miss Mon Mothma? You're going to miss Akbar? You're going to miss Pruneface and his, all of his Pruneface buddies? You're going to miss Wedge standing there looking tough through the whole thing? Man, I was going crazy thinking about Wedge, though. You, you know how much I love Wedge. But like every time Wedge is on the screen, especially in the space battle, and I was flipping out with when he blows up the first shot on the Death Star and he says, I'm already on my way out. Like Wedge is already thinking about <laughs> what he's going to do when he gets back home. He's like, I'm already Lando. I'm already out. I'm already thinking about getting out of here, like blowing up this thing. I'm Wedge. Wedge never breaks a sweat. It's the most amazing thing. Like, I would be scared out of my mind in that space battle. But Wedge is just like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of TIE fighters. So you can get that one. I'll get this one. That's why Luke gives him a hug at the end. Luke's not just giving out hugs to everybody. But Wedge gets a hug. Everybody should have stopped and hugged Wedge. Everyone should get down on their hands and knees. Off screen, there was just a line of people hugging Wedge. Something we have talked about a lot on Blast Points before, though, it's it's nothing new, but it's the whole thing with Return of the Jedi in particular. Like, I think it was about a year ago where we came to the conclusion that we are Return of the Jedi people, right? And I, I feel like we've just, we've explained this before, but just in case we haven't, or just in case somebody hasn't listened to whatever episode we talked about this before— how would you describe that us being Return of the Jedi people? I think it's like the the age we were when Return of the Jedi came out that like Return of the Jedi was the Star Wars movie that blew our minds the most and kind of corrupted us into the Star Wars obsessive lunatics that we are now. And there's just something special about Return of the Jedi people, probably because we're Return of the Jedi people. So that's how we're going to think. But 
it definitely makes you fall in love with the 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 goofier fun side of star wars that return of the jedi is just drenched in and also the kind of big epic mythological big story stuff too because return of the jedi kind of brought that to the extreme as well yeah i think there's a lot to be said over the fact that we were both about seven years old when Return of the Jedi came out. So we both probably saw Star Wars during like one of the re-releases probably. And then we saw Empire probably when it was new, but we were really young, but we were still really into it. But what's like, I think for both of us, like that Return of the Jedi summer of 1983, like we can remember that. And we can remember being like hyped for Return of the Jedi and the impact that Return of the Jedi had on us as like as seven year olds, like we were the perfect age. It, and kind of like the Creatures of Return of the Jedi panel last year, I think Return of the Jedi corrupted us in the best way, where that's kind of how we like our Star Wars now. Yeah, and that's kind of like how we like. Are, are everything in life where it's like, where is this relative to Return of the Jedi? <laughs> like even yeah. normal movies. Okay, this is a normal movie, but it's it's a little bit like Return of the Jedi. I think I'm into this. Return of the Jedi was the ultimate for us. It was the there was no movie we were more excited for. There was no movie that pushed us over the edge of insanity or as seven-year-olds and we've honestly we've never recovered like let's be honest we've never recovered from return of the jedi and yeah and you can think back and it's like i remember the kid i was before return of the jedi and now the kid i still am after return of the jedi like it all changed that summer (laughs) we've never been right since and if people listen to Blast Points and you think of, you know, as Return of the Jedi is the baseline for all of our Star Wars, it kind of all makes sense, you know? Yeah. And yeah, surprise, surprise. We've had, yeah, so many Return of the Jedi episodes and we will argue with anyone to the death that it's all about Return of the Jedi. It all goes back to Return of the Jedi. Star Wars is Return of the Jedi. I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was just like, it is. I really, you know. I think we're right. Star Wars is it's all about Return of the Jedi. Nothing against Star Wars and New Hope, nothing against The Empire Strikes Back, but there are people that are older than us that are like the original film only or people that are like Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. There's people that think we're insane that The Empire Strikes Back isn't our favorite Star Wars movie. Not like we don't like it, but it's not Jedi. <laughs> and so there is there was a certain like beauty in watching this movie again on the big screen this weekend or this week and seeing so many other people going to see it on the big screen and people bringing their kids to go see it. There were so many people that were saying, you know, my young kids, this is their first Star Wars movie on the big screen. Or there's people of the prequel generation who were like, this is one of the, this is the first original trilogy movies i've ever seen on the big screen and that is so cool like and everyone was loving it it was a real treat and it was unexpected and now that we have it i hope they uh realize that it's worth whatever effort it is to put a star wars movie back out in the theaters because people want to go see it and people will go see it and 
Yeah, it's just a treat. Yeah, I mean, this thing made money. A 40-year-old movie making $5 million in less than 500 theaters. I hope this is a sign of just like, hey, we've got these movies. Let's put them out. Let's just, it doesn't, anniversary schmanniversaries. It doesn't even matter. Let's just put them out. Put out the prequels. Put out Empire again. Put out the original. Doesn't matter. And again, the thing that I think is the coolest, though, is the little kids going to see this movie because like little kids probably there's kids going to see this movie where the idea of it being a 40 year old movie is completely lost on them because star wars is forever star wars is timeless they've probably watched the mandalorian and the new shows and return the jedi looks just like all of those yeah well that was part of the fun too it's like i know i've watched return the jedi since the mando shows but yeah seeing at the theater it's like oh yeah it's like Mandalorian the movie. It's it's got the the Nicktoes and the Clatoonian dogmen and and all all our buddies are there. And that Bib Fortuna looks like he lost weight. <laughs> Bib Fortuna in the early years, yeah, and Gamorians and Mon Calamaris and stuff. And it it's all the same stuff we're still seeing week after week in the new shows. It all so much of it came from Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was. Had so many aliens and is such a blast of creativity, of Star Wars madness. Yeah. Speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. They didn't exist before Return of the Jedi. So Star Wars is good. Star Wars in the movie theater is great. As, it's, as we said, as much as we love the live action, the Disney Plus shows, they're really, there is really nothing like Star Wars in the movie theater. galaxy far, far away. The next chapter in the Star Wars saga, Revenge of the Jedi. The battle between good and evil rages on. Join the further adventures of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2, and Darth Vader. A journey to alien worlds. It's a trap. A rebellion against oppression. An epic of heroes and villains. An adventure as vast as the universe. Revenge of the Jedi. Coming May 25th to a theater in your galaxy. Okay, folks, so here's the deal. 
we asked all of you to send in some of your reactions from going to see Return of the Jedi in the theater or just what you love about Return of the Jedi. And we have got a lot of really great messages from all of you. So what we're going to do is we're just going to play them all straight through, just one right after another. But this first one, we'll give a little introduction to that. It's a voice you might recognize. David Collins, all the way from Skywalker Sound and the, the soundtrack show, somehow found the time to send a message to Blast Points. And it's a good one. It's a really good one. So we're going to start with David Collins, and we're going to go all the way through. So here we go. I love Return of the Jedi so much. I think I've told this story before, but, you know, when when it came out in summer of 83, I had to wait until it was uh, out for a little while because when my mom tried to take me to see it on opening night, um, there was a line around the building in our hometown of Vacaville, California, and it was wrapping around the block, and the end of the line was being confused with the front of the line, so in my head it was actually a blockbuster. And uh, we didn't go see it that night because we ran into some friends who were in line. And we're like, you in front line for the 7 o'clock? No, we're in line for the 9.30, that kind of thing. And uh, so my mom had to wait a week or two for me to see it. She took me back and I had the storybook, which I read about 100 times before finally seeing it. And uh, saw it three more times. The fourth time I saw it by that time was August of 83. And my grandparents were visiting and it was a very hot summer day. And the entire... Uh, family wanted to go to an air-conditioned movie, and they decided to go see Mr. Mom. And I was beside myself upset, because when I heard we were going to go see a movie, I thought, oh, great, we're all going to go see Return of the Jedi, because that's what movies are. (laughs) You know that poster that said three reasons why we build movie theaters for the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition? I related to that so much, because to me, if given the opportunity, why would you not see uh, a Star Wars movie in theaters? Because that's why they build movie theaters. That's what movies are. And I just wouldn't let it go. And, you know, we're talking my extended family and my immediate family here all wanting to go to the movies as a big group. Well, my grandfather said to my mom, go ahead and take everyone to go see Mr. Mom. No disrespect to Michael Keaton. Great movie. Um, And I will take David to go see Return of the Jedi. And my grandfather took me to go see uh, Return of the Jedi, just the two of us. And I sat and quietly explained to him, whispering the entire time in a relatively empty theater. So I got away with it you know, what my favorite sequences were and who Jabba the Hutt was. And, you know, he just talked to me like I was a grown-up the entire time and I was eight years old. And uh, because of this, I relate Return of the Jedi to family, to multi-generational enjoyment, to sharing things with people that you love. And I was old enough to really see it in the theaters and understand it. And um, it was just so bright and colorful and perfect for me at that age and it hit me at the right time and it's the reason why Star Wars is forever my first love and now that it's coming out again uh, in theaters on April 28th I'm lucky enough to uh, have tickets to go see it uh, this Friday and I'm taking my six-year-old son to go see it and um, you know he likes Star Wars he doesn't love it as much as I do but he loves Return of the Jedi and I think it's because some of my bias has crept in because I saw him watching it one day and I sat down with him and I just started watching it with him on Disney Plus, and before we knew it, it was his favorite, and he always wanted to relive those moments where we talked about everything. So I do have tickets to go see it. Uh, I'm going to go see it with my kid and relive that sort of generational family experience of uh, sharing the magic of Star Wars and Luke Skywalker becoming a Jedi and all the great stuff in that movie, the Ewoks, Jabba the Hutt, uh, Yoda, everything. And uh, that is why I love Return of the Jedi. 
kuchapamba yaktamanta. Iwasan kichu. Mana. Mana ni kichu. Ayapuncha zinaitian wasikima. Hello, Blast Points. This is Rachel from Scavenger's Horde, just calling quickly to give my thoughts on the re-release of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, like, what can I say that hasn't already been said? It's an amazing movie. Um, it's probably the first Star Wars movie I remember watching when I was a little kid. You know, like, before I have conscious, intelligible memories, I remember the creatures from Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks especially. And yeah, I just have all these, like, vivid childhood memories. And just seeing it on the big screen, it's just a reminder of how magical it all is and why I fell in love with Star Wars in the first place. Because, yeah, there's just something so pure about Return of the Jedi. I feel like it's Star Wars in its ultimate form. Just, like, how it has the mix of tones with, like, the silliness and the humour. But also, like, the amazing, like, thematic stuff and, like, the high drama and emotion of all the throne room scene with like, Luke and Vader. Um, and, yeah, it's just epic. I got, like, chills. I got laughs. I got everything I could possibly want from a Star Wars. So... Yeah, it was an epic, epic movie, um, and yeah, I hope everyone else enjoyed it just as much as I did on the big screen. Hey, Blast Points, uh, Stephen Danley here with a quick little ode to Return of the Jedi. Um, I just happened to be back home visiting family this weekend and was just super bummed that the movie didn't make it to any of the theaters in town and... I had this dream of taking my daughter for her first big movie theater experience, but those damn Mario Brothers, man, they just uh, are not letting up, but I guess I can't blame them. So instead, I figured I'd just revisit my first big screen encounter with Jedi. So turning things back just over 30 years to the summer of 1992, uh, I was seven years old, and I got to witness it as part of this triple bill revival screening at my hometown movie palace, which was Santa Barbara's majestic Arlington Theater. The place holds like 2,000 people, and I'm pretty sure that it was packed, which made it a truly religious experience for a kid who had spent hours and hours just watching it alone at home on a VCR. And what I remember most was the crowd's reaction to Jabba the Hutt's first appearance. So two movies in, by that point in the night, the place had really become a, a wretched, rowdy hive, and it was this guttural, disorderly kind of rumble of a cheer that all of the weirdos in the audience gave him that was probably the moment I realized I was among my people. And this movie was really the first bit of mythology or epic tale that really formed my daily life as a kid. So I'm glad to see it being enjoyed by so many, even in its kind of weird modern state. But what matters is that it's in movie theaters with generations of people in the seats taking it all in. So happy 40th Return of the Jedi. I know you'll be getting lots of love here. Thanks, guys. And yup, dumb. Hi, boys. It's Patrick Cotner. Uh, look, saw Return of the Jedi this weekend. It's my first time. Just kidding, no, it wasn't. But I saw it in the theater, uh, and it was really, it was a wild experience. Um, it really felt like this might sound bad, but I don't mean it to. It really felt like it was the first time I had watched the movie in a long time, even though I've seen it so many times. Like, it's so different watching it on a big screen versus watching it, uh, you know, at home when you're like, I know what happens, I know what happens, and you sort of zone out a little bit. Um, so it was really, uh, uh, it felt like a new experience. Um, 
there was stuff I didn't notice before. Uh, people in the background I didn't notice. There's two women standing behind Mon Mothma who I had just like never seen before. And if this was 2012, I would say to George, add that. But I know that I know that he didn't. Um, it was really interesting because I think I love the movie, but I feel like if it came out today, people would be tearing it apart online. Just like, you know, oh, oh another Death Star. She's his sister. Where did that come from? Like, it was so interesting watch, trying to watch it with like fresh eyes and 2023 eyes, uh, you know, knowing how people treat uh, new Star Wars content today. It was it was really a wild trip. Um, but I love, you know, the, the Jabba's stuff is peak Star Wars for me. It's the best 30 minutes or whatever it is in a Star Wars project ever, in my opinion. If someone is like, what is Star Wars? I say these, these 20 minutes, these 30 minutes are Star Wars. Um, so I was really excited to see that with everyone. Everyone had a good time. When Hayden showed up at the end, he got, uh, claps and cheers and stuff. And that was, uh, wild. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they'll do it for more movies. You know, I hope we can see uh, Revenge of the Sith in in two years up on screen. I don't know if they will, but it would be rad. It seems like people are seeing this one. I haven't looked at the numbers, but just from you know internet stuff, it seems like people are going. And and most of the screenings that I wanted to go to were full. Um, so that rules. That rules. It's so exciting that people want to go see stuff on the big screen because it really is a new changed experience. Also, General Maydeen's beard looks so much faker on the big screen, which is beautiful. I love it. Okay, bye. I love you. I love everyone that listens to this. Um, talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Solo. Hello, Gabe. Hello, Jason. This is Stephanie from Los Angeles, California, native-born Californian, and I just got out of the first showing for Return of the Jedi, uh, recently released, and um, my thoughts are, oh my gosh, how is it 40 years have gone by since I saw this for the first time in the movie theaters with my father? I can't believe it's been 40 years. What a life I've had, I guess. But um, the thing that I was most prevalent in my mind while I'm watching it from the second row, because that's the only way to see it, is in the second row. And my head's going back and forth like I'm watching a tennis game. Uh, the flo- you know, the pl- ships are flying by and things are happening and it's so incredible. And I just remember how simple Star Wars used to be when there were only these three movies. And it was a much simpler time. And I remember my heart being broken so much while I was watching this movie because I couldn't believe it that Darth Vader was Luke's father. And to have Yoda confirm that just... I remember at my first viewing, all I could think of was, that can't be. It just can't be. It just can't be. And 40 years later, I no longer, you know, have that point of view. I do believe what Yoda said. I do believe that Anakin Skywalker is Luke's father. But it just ups the ante on every scene in that movie. uh, Because you're remembering Clone Wars Anakin. And you're remembering prequel Anakin. And it's heartbreaking again, watching the fight 
the final sword fight, light laser sword, light sword saber. Look, I'm so flabbergasted, I can't even speak right now. Um, the scene between father and son, and the redemption of the father by the son, and how beautiful that is. What a beautiful thing that is. And that now Leah now knows that she has a family again, and you're watching that, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, she too got a family again. You know, the mother that she describes when she's talking to Luke about her mother is is Brea. It's not her real mom. Both of them never knew Padme at all. And so it's both of them found family again, real family, blood family. And I think that's so beautiful. And so always Star Wars is a family story. It really is a family story of redemption, and I'm so glad they re-released it again. Yes, I know it's the special edition version, so what? I love it, and I love Star Wars, and I know you do too, and I love your enthusiasm for Star Wars, and I look forward to hearing your viewpoints on it as well. May the Force be with you. Bye. Hi, Jason and Gabe. This is Jackson, also known as Plocoon's Book Club on Instagram. I just got done seeing Return of the Jedi in theaters for the first time, and it absolutely lived up to my expectations. One of the things that never really transferred for me on the small screen was the speeder bike chase. I know that it's one of you guys' favorites but it never really captured me. Seeing it on the big screen, though, I totally get it. I, it's such a great sequence, and just it's perfect for the big screen. Uh, I also want to say that the ending of Return of the Jedi is perfect, and I loved seeing uh, Force Ghost, Anakin Hayden on the big screen. It's That's one of my favorite moments. I know it's controversial, but it's my favorite moment in all of Star Wars. I feel like it just ties the saga together so well and just seeing that all on the big screen was just awesome ah good new acquisitions you are a protocol droid are you not i am c preview yes i know will do yes hey jason hey gabe this is sean and i just finished watching return of the jedi and uh i'll tell you something movie's been on for 40 years, and still to this day, every time I watch it, there's something I didn't see before. And, and what I mean by that is, is that, like, I'm not the type of person who will, like, watch a movie and then, like, pause it or find a particular frame or anything. And <laughs> it's just funny that, like, you know, your eyes, the way, like, you know, George Lucas and... Um, and Richard Marquand set up scenes for this movie. And with any, actually any Star Wars movie, there's just like all these scenes and you're just looking and there's all this stuff going on in the, in the background. And then you start to notice stuff in the background, but then you watch it again, there's other stuff behind the background, behind the background, around the background um, that, you, uh, that you miss out on. Like, like my favorite part, one of my favorite parts in Return of the Jedi is when, you know, the rebels are... And the rebel fleet is together around Sullust. And, you know, and like Han shows up, talks with, with General Lando and everything. But like you see like all these like troops and like, you know, soldiers, you know, behind Han and Leia and Chewie and Lando and all them. And of course, you get to see the one and only prune face. Um, 
And it's just so cool to just see, like, you know, because I, I cannot remember Pruneface's real name, uh, Uki Makanor. Like, I can't, I can't remember it, and I'm not going to butcher it. But it's just so cool to see see that character and and their kin for a moment with the camo hoodies and all this other stuff. I just, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, like this movie just makes me happy. You know, um, I have, you know, I, this movie makes me happy. It's, you know, it's full of joy, full of action, full of excitement. And, and every time that the rebel fleet is about to go to light speed, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I, like, I have the biggest smile on my face and I'm just a kid again. I apologize if my ramblings don't make a lot of sense. Um, I wish we could have got more prune face in the movie. Now, granted, I know it was the 80s, and so, you know, the technology for prosthetics and all that other stuff wasn't the best for a character like prune face. But, um, which reminds me of something else. For the first time, I just noticed when Han and Leia and all of them are, you know, trying to go up to the shuttle, you know, when Lando says bye or what or whatnot. Broomface is walking up the shuttle. He's got the hoodie. You know, he's got his uh, poncho on. He's got his hood over over his head. And for, like, the longest time, I just thought that was just Luke. Because it's like, oh, yeah, Luke's got a cloak with a hood. Yeah, that's him walking up the thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's a sniper rifle. Oh, that's Broomface. Which, once again, goes to me saying there's just always something, <laughs> something new I see every time I watch this movie. But uh, thank you again uh, for um, such a fantastic podcast. And... Um, Appreciate y'all very much, and um, one day I would like to, hopefully, my dream is to hop on Blast Points one day so we can talk about the glory that is Prune Face. All right, y'all, take care. Peace. How many languages do you speak? I am fluent in over six million forms of communication and can readily... Splendid. We have been without an interpreter since our master got angry with our last protocol droid and disintegrated him. Hello, Blast Points family. It is Kara from Into a Larger World fanzine. I am in the car, just saw Return of the Jedi on the big screen, and I'm just like... I'm riding a really serious, like, joy wave right now. Uh, I went to a morning screening, so there wasn't a huge crowd, but everybody was definitely having fun. Harrison Ford was getting huge laughs, just saying. But uh, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. Seeing it on the big screen is just pure bliss for me. Um, I'm just so happy. I hope everyone that can goes to see it, and I hope they do more releases like this because it is just... It's like a teeny tiny mini celebration, you know, at every screening. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have much else to say besides just the happiness is real. And I love you guys and may the force be with you. Hi, Blast Points. I'm Joshua, also known as UberNerd527 on most social media platforms, and I wanted to share with you my journey to finally seeing all the original Star Wars films on the big screen, culminating with Return of the Jedi this weekend. I was born in a period known to some Star Wars fans as the Dark Times. This long period of time is named so because, except for books, comics, and video games, there was no new Star Wars content. No movies or shows until the late 90s when episode 1 was released. During this period, in my younger years, the only way to watch these films was a VHS recording 
my dad got off the television broadcast of each film. Because it was the TV version of the film, I missed a whole lot of the scenes in the movie, which I didn't know it even existed until I got the official VHS version much later. When the original films were released in the 90s, I was having a hard time with school, so I was forbidden to see the films until my graves improved. By the time I did this, the movies had already left the theaters, and I missed my chance. I vowed to never miss another opportunity to see the originals, and starting with episode one, I would never miss another Star Wars movie in theaters again. Ironically, these opportunities to see the original films came in episode order, starting with Star Wars A New Hope, which I saw thanks to a special Disney cast member event. Then during 2020, when the theaters were playing older movies, I got a chance to watch my favorite movie of all time, The Empire Strikes Back. Then finally, in 2023, I saw The Return of the Jedi for its 40th anniversary, uh, ending my journey. Now that my journey is complete, what's next for me? I would like to see Readers of the Lost Ark in theaters. Beyond that... I don't know. But I'm glad I got to see these movies in theaters finally. Thank you, Blast Points, for giving me the opportunity to be on. And if you'd like to find me on most major social media platforms, you could find me at ubernerd527. Thank you so much, and may the Force be with you. Hello, gentlemen. This is Jessica, or some of you know me as at the Force Healer on Instagram. Um, I wanted to start with the two things that surprised me about this theater watch of Return of the Jedi, and then end with what I loved about it. So, just two things. One is kind of silly, but I was surprised at how badly I wanted to trim Luke's hair. For some reason, it felt off the entire movie, and it just, I don't know. For some reason, that is something that really stood out to me, this watch. Um, just going to leave that at that. Second, how emotional I immediately became once Yoda so much as suggested that he was dying. I started to lose it. The very thought of him dying just made me so sad this time around for some reason that I was quietly crying in the movie theater as that entire scene was playing out. And also Luke's reaction to him dying to him giving him this last bit of information I thought the acting was really good in that and it really brought home all the emotion that was coming through from Frank Oz through this character I don't know it just really hit me this time around okay so those are the surprise reactions I had ending with what I loved about Return of the Jedi it's kind of three things one Luke's confidence. I automatically think about Luke's confidence when I think of Return of the Jedi. It's kind of that feeling, I kind of think of it of when you know your friend has had a rough life, tough times, and then you see them glow up and they know who they are and what they want. And it's just an amazing feeling to see someone you know go through that transformation. And that's how I feel about Luke in Return of the Jedi. He is unshakable that guy. 
Second, um, I loved feeling so warm and happy every time Luke, Han, and Leia were in the same scenes together, as I felt like it hardly happened in Empire for obvious reasons, but every time they were together and they were interacting, it was just so awesome, and I love that part about Return of the Jedi. Also, I know this is probably not as big as the Force Reveal conversation, which just takes my heart and stomps on it <laughs> between Luke and Vader. But the moment between them on the moon of Endor, I think, is some real golden moments. The thought that Luke has so much faith and love for Anakin and just for a moment, they're just talking like a dad and son, calling each other father, saying son, them that moved me. You can hear it in Vader's voice that Luke is disarming him. He's starting to disarm him. And there's just these little moments that Vader sounds a little more gentle for a few beats and not the scary badass that we all know him. Like not so sure of himself. He's not so sure of himself anymore. And you can really see it, hear it, feel it through the acting, the voice acting, the mask acting. It all just came through really strongly in that scene. And now with Kenobi, the parallel of Luke saying the words, that my father is truly dead, hits so much harder this watch. And I'm sure Vader was taken right back to that time with Obi-Wan. The whole conversation clearly had an impact on Vader, Anakin, as he just silently stood there on the bridge. You can, again, the mask acting, the voice acting, it was just perfect. That little scene just is one of my favorite parts about Return of the Jedi. And lastly, I love what a complete ham <laughs> Han Solo is the entire movie. <laughs> Absolutely amazing and so much fun so thank you for being the fans that you are jason and gabe your podcast always brings warm feelings to my heart may the force be with you hello jason gabe and everyone in the blast points listening audience uh, this is Dave Broad from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I got back from my Return of the Jedi viewing somewhat recently, and something I loved about my Return of the Jedi viewing is that it finally gave me a chance to wear my Efont Mon t-shirt. Um, so uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did, and may the Force be with you. Justin Gray from Chuntron Report, and uh, Return of the Jedi uh, is definitely a special one for me because uh, it's a solid conclusion. Uh, brought it created a lot of amazing childhood memories, uh, from Jabba's palace to the uh, for- forest moon of Endor, from the battle above Death Star Two, and uh, Vader's are coming to a close with. Re- the themes of redemption. And I just also just look back at this movie and think I had a lot of fun with it. 
Uh, and I hope that this movie has done the same to many other Star Wars fans. I uh, hope you have a great May the 4th, and uh, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> hey, Jason and Gabe, it's Rick. Jam Transmissions. You don't want him. Jason, we were in the same theater together just a couple of days ago. Let's talk about this return of the Jedi back after 40 years. Guys, I went twice. Don't tell anybody, but I played hooky from work. Went to go see it by myself, and I'm glad I did, because that first time, I was a mess in that theater. And, um, yeah, it was a bit much, taking it all in. The sounds, the sights, the emotions. And then the second time I went to go see it, took the family, got to meet Jason there. I saw you standing way in the back when we were getting our tickets, because you're taller than everybody. Our own Wookiee. And it was um, just as much fun the second time around that day. And it was almost a packed house. It was wonderful being in there with everybody else in that theater, laughing at the same stuff, getting emotional at the same stuff. Um, everybody staring down to Zhao Yao's throat at the same time. It was uh, It was a hell of an experience. And knowing that we were there with you, Jason, and with a few other podcasters, Jerry Cable from the Bombad Cast, and Lauren and Andrea from the Galactic Broadcast, um, all in the same room together, sharing the same experiences, was something that I knew I sorely needed um, just to be there and celebrate the love as uh, as a once fabled song once sang, but nothing will ever take away from me the experience of getting to see a Star Wars movie in the theater with my son. Um, quick history here. Return of the Jedi in 1983 was the last movie that I saw with my dad before he passed away that November. And this movie has been super cathartic for me growing up without even realizing why. And I talk about it on my own show from time to time, but the reconciliation between Luke and Anakin was something that I always imagined that I would have, um, kind of that re that reuniting. And unfortunately, I didn't get, I'm not trying to bring it down, but knowing that Luke got himself to a place of acceptance and went on to do bigger and better and greater things. Uh, in the years afterwards, at least we can imagine. No, we don't really know because canon is canon and it's weird. But knowing that I got to have the same experience that my dad had with me, with my son who's now 13, is why this experience in the theater was something that I will cherish forever. It was great being in the room with you guys, but if it was an empty room and it was just me and my son, that would have made it just as great or even greater um, by my standards. But I'm glad we got to share it all together. It was a wonderful time watching this movie. Jason, you're a madman doing it back to back. I don't know how you do it. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say about this great movie. Phil Tippett's a beast. Talking about his, his blistered hand up a Rancor's backside. Whatever. This movie is wonderful. I'm glad we all got to do it together. 
And uh, once again, just celebrate that love, guys. Celebrate the love. Hi, Jason and Gabe. This is Kylie Steele. I absolutely love, love your podcast. Thank you so much for it, for what you guys do. I look forward to tuning in every single week. I cannot wait to listen once you put out another episode. And you guys bring nothing but good vibes and a smile to my face every single time. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you guys do. Thank you so, so much. I just got home from seeing Return of the Jedi. And holy cow, (laughs) it was amazing. It is my favorite movie of the original trilogy. So I was especially looking forward to seeing it tonight. And... I don't even know where to begin with my favorite parts. It just, I I think one of my favorite points would have to be, this kept reoccurring in my mind as the movie was, was going on, um, was just the sounds. You know, I love the sounds of Star Wars. I love everything about it. But I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I think the theater just brought on a whole new experience. You know, I've seen the movie a thousand times, but seeing it in theaters, it's like seeing it for the first time, truly. And I'm so glad that I was able to capture that feeling because every single explosion, blaster fire, all of the creatures in Jabba's palace, you know, the speeder bikes, all the sounds were so crisp and clear and amazing. And I was really, really able to, I just appreciated them. I always do, but just something about tonight, like every explosion literally rocked my chair in the theater and I loved it. And, you know, I was a part of the movie. Like I was in the movie. Like whenever Han comes out of the carbonite and Chewie was hugging him, Chewie wasn't hugging Han. He was hugging me. Like, I felt he was hugging me. (laughs) I was a part of the speeder bike chase. You know, it was me and my brother on the speeder bike, you know, not Luke and Leia. They remind um, us so much of us. And it's just so cool. That scene where Leia goes, there's two more over there. And she immediately gets on the speeder bike to go after them. And Luke goes, I see him. No, wait, Leia. (laughs) And that's me and my brother. And I, I love that part so much. Um, everything about this movie is amazing. And you know how whenever you love something so much, you watch it over and over and over again, listen to it over and over and over again, know everything about it. And it's always something that you have that's so comforting. But sometimes um, we might know it so well that we actually step away from sitting down and doing nothing else but enjoying it. And It's been a while since I've actually done that with Return of the Jedi because I know it so well and it is my favorite that I just always, you know, throw it on because it's so comforting. And I was able to sit down and just take a break and just enjoy and appreciate it all over again. And seeing it in theaters was an amazing opportunity and I'm so grateful for it. It was truly magical and I'm hoping to go see it again we shall see (laughs) but it was so lovely I'm I'm so uh grateful for you guys thank you for what you do so so much and may the force be with you (laughs) 
Hey Jason Guy, good to uh, speak to you guys. I really wanted to send you a, a good message about Return of the Jedi, uh, the 40th anniversary. But as you can probably hear, my voice is absolutely shot and I don't think I'm going to be able to do a full message. Uh, I just want to say that how much I enjoy you guys and your show. It's a brilliant show you guys do. And um, put it simply, I love Return of the Jedi. It's brilliant. Thanks, guys. Got a good reason for going to see it again. Got a good reason for going to see it again. It was Return of the Jedi. A matinee ticket, yeah It took us so long To see it again With all our friends Hey, Jason and Gabe Just came out of seeing uh, Return of the Jedi 40 years later From the very first time I saw it In a uh, country uh, far, far away from where I'm seeing it now, 5,000 plus miles um, in Los Angeles, California, which is a long way from uh, where I started out. First time seeing it with my uh, my dad in the cinema when I was five years old. Um, going to see it today on my own um, without him. He's still with us, but. 5,000 plus miles away uh, definitely uh, made me miss him and pull back a lot of those uh, fantastic feelings of being a kid uh, let's hope they do this uh, every 10 years on the anniversary so uh, I'll be a little bit older by the next time it's in the cinema but um, thanks for uh, all the shows all the uh, entertainment you've given me on my drives to and from work and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Hey, Jason and Gabe, this is Josh from Camp Verde, Arizona, and I got to go see Jedi for the first time in the theaters and uh, take my kids with me, and it was amazing. I may have started crying when the 20th Century Fox fanfare played, and I just couldn't believe how good it looked throughout the entire thing. And I realized it was the first time I've seen Return of the Jedi with strangers. <laughs> so it was cool hearing other people's reactions and everybody clapping at the end. But to put my favorite part of the experience in context, uh, I was born a few months after Return of the Jedi came out. And so Wicket and the Ewoks were like my people the whole time when I was little. And I was sitting next to my five-year-old in the theater which was a blast hearing his comments and things throughout the movie. But uh, once the Ewoks capture Han and Luke and everyone and are taking them into the village, he just immediately starts jabbering in Ewokese like it's his first language. And after I was asking my kids, hey, what were your favorite parts? And he said all the Ewok parts were his favorite. And just that connection between me and him as a parent and as Star Wars fans even was just the best. Thank you guys so much and may the force be with you.
My name's Josh, and I love Return of the Jedi because it is the most magical and most Star Wars of, of all the Star Wars movies. It's got something for everybody. It's got romance, heartbreak, amazing space battles, great fighting with laser swords, the cutest little creature you've ever seen, the most diverse cast of creatures you have ever seen. Um, and it's just, it was always my favorite ever since I first saw it as a kid on VHS tape in my parents' living room. And it was out of the original trilogies, the one that got put in the VCR the most. Um, seeing it on the big screen for the first time was unbelievable. The just um, amazing just buffet of sounds from Ben Burt in the theater sounded absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's just, it brought me back to when I was seven years old watching again for the first time. And um, I absolutely love it. And I think it should be everyone's favorite. Um, so yeah, hope everyone had the same feelings. Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie visually. I've always loved the design of that movie. I love the characters. I love the vehicles. I love the planets. I love the colors. I love the original logo. To this day, if I see a product featuring the original Return of the Jedi logo, I just want to buy it. It's like I have to have it. And I think it shows how effective the marketing campaign was to a young kid in 1983. And while a lot of fans may dislike the Ewoks, they were aimed right at me, and I still love them. Wicket's my favorite character, and he always will be. Star Wars was everywhere in 1983 to the point where when Pizza Hut came to my hometown that year, I heard the name. I thought it was a star, somehow a Star Wars tie-in, Jabba the Hut, Pizza Hut. And why not? I mean, Star Wars was everywhere. Every time a Star Wars movie has come out since then, I think I've tried to replicate the experience of being immersed in the Star Wars universe and not wanting to leave. And I think a lot of us probably feel that way. Hi, Jason. Hi, Gabe. This is Lori from Long Island, New York. I just got out of my Saturday evening viewing of Return of the Jedi here at my local theater, and it was a fun experience. This is the first time I've ever seen any of the original trilogy movies in the theater, and it was fantastic. After years of watching on TV screens or laptop screens or even cell phone screens, there's just so much more that I picked up watching it on the big screen. It's the way it's supposed to be watched, on the big screen with a whole bunch of people. Small things popped out at me that I didn't notice before, like the Gamorrean guards with their little fat sausage toes, or how stoic the Wee Kuei looked before he pushed Luke out on the plank out in the Dune Sea in front of the Sarlacc, or even how much cuter Wicket was blinking. It's something that I didn't notice. And even the bigger scenes just seemed that much more epic. The lightsaber fight between Luke and Vader, like you could really sense even more Luke slipping towards the dark side during that battle. Or the space battle even, at the same time, how much 
showing the small details of the ships made them look that much bigger and the stakes being that much higher. So when they finally destroy the Death Star and you hear Lando yell that crazy yelp as they as they fly out of the Death Star, like you feel as relieved as you know he is getting all that together and, and finally destroying the Death Star. It was so much fun. And of course the audience reactions were gold. People were laughing at jokes that I had long since forgot were jokes, and it was fun. It made me get into the into the spirit, and I was found myself again laughing at things that I was like, yeah, this is pretty funny. Some of the weird stuff happening in Jabba's palace, or some of the banter between C-3PO and R2. It's like, yeah, this is good. This is good comedy stuff. It was nice to be able to lose myself again in a movie that I've seen like over 50 times. So I hope everyone listening enjoyed their theater experience of Return of the Jedi. I know I did, and I am surely going to see it at least one more time before it leaves theaters. Thanks, guys. Hey, Blast Points. This is Emerson here. I just got out of a show in Return of the Jedi, and Rebels 1, just as amazing as always, but so cool seeing it with a live audience. Really great hearing, like, where the laughter comes up. Just everyone loves when Han Solo, Harrison Ford, makes a face right at the camera. But it was also cool hearing whispers and people point out Rex in there now. It's cool how watching the movie with a live audience has evolved over time. So great seeing the Michigan half of Blast Points there. Thanks, Jason. Thanks to all the Blast Pointers. Love you all. Bye. Just got out of Return of the Jedi. First time seeing it since the special edition when I was a little kid. And now I'm going to be 37 this year. And Luke and Leia just look younger than ever (laughs) seeing it this time. And it struck me like they're they're like 23 years old, I guess, the characters. And, you know, being a kid, I thought, you know, they were, you know, so much older looking to me. But it's they just look younger and younger. And then it's the movie's not afraid to, like, take its time either. When You know, when you're devoting all your attention to the movie, you can see, like, they really spend a lot of time with the Ewoks. And there's a lot of little Ewok acting going on that I my eyes didn't really pick up on before that that the audience really got a lot of laughs out of just all the Ewok hijinks going on and especially getting to really appreciate the matte paintings for what they are it's on the big screen it's just that's just such a magical thing about the original trilogies those matte paintings and it's just a what a great opportunity to see it again and share the love with a bunch of Star Wars fans. And uh, surprise, surprise, Lando in disguise. They got a laugh out of me <laughs> thinking of you guys. But may the force be with you. Hello, Blast Points. This is Mike McDonald from MikeTarkin.com. Uh, you're asking... Why do I love Return of the Jedi? Well, let me count the ways. 
I love Return of the Jedi because of how vibrant it is compared to the first two movies. You have the green of Endor. You have the bright white of the Rebel briefing room filled with bright pilot costumes, nine numb in red, multiple prune faces, weird-looking Mon Cal's, and General Leia in green. Also, oh, Chewie's immaculate new hairstyle. I love Return of the Jedi maybe the most because of how far they went to bring us the battle above Endor. Introducing B-Wings, A-Wings, TIE Interceptors, and especially that first shot of hundreds of TIE Fighters flying directly at the Falcon. That's probably my first picture in my head when someone mentions Return of the Jedi, is that crazy shot. Uh, I love Return of the Jedi because, well, it wrapped up the saga in perfect fairy tale form. Greetings, exalted ones. Hey, this is Jedi Nep on Twitter, sending you a voice memo about my Return of the Jedi uh, memories. Um, I remember seeing Jedi in 1985 on a re-release on Christmas Eve. My family always had a tradition of going to a movie on Christmas Eve. Mainly, it was my father and I. And I remember sitting in the theater. It was the first Star Wars I ever saw in theater and just being in awe about the conclusion of the saga. Meanwhile, my father, during this whole thing, fell asleep through the film, which is fine. Um, but um, Jedi, still to this day, is my favorite. And what makes this re-release even special is everything comes full circle. Now I am able to take my six-year-old daughter to see Jedi in the movie theater, her first Star Wars. And when I saw Jedi in 85... It was my first Star Wars movie in the theater, and I was six as well. So it holds a special place in my heart, always has, always will. And um, I just hope everyone gets a chance to catch it on the big screen. And um, keep up the great work, guys. And uh, don't break any couches anytime soon. Take care. What's up, my boogies? This is Matt from Asheville, North Carolina. And I love Return of the Jedi because it's one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater as a kid. And the opening scene with the Imperial shuttle flying towards the second Death Star is a core memory of mine. Along with the speeder bike chase, the Ewoks, I just love it all. And it not only made me fall in love with Star Wars, but made me fall in love with movies in general. Uh, so I'm very excited to see it in the theaters, on the big screen for the first time in 40 years. You guys are great. Love the podcast, and may the force be with you. Hey, Buzz Point, Nate here. Um, the reason why I love the Kill the Jedi so much is for reasons. Um, the characters of Jabba's Palace, which is probably one of my favorite characters of all time. The Max Rebo band, Nice Doodles. Um, yeah, um, the characters that are bringing the movie so much to life gets more depth to it. Um, the whole opening's great. Um, the final scene with. Um, Vader, Luke, and the Emperor in the final duel just adds so much complexity in what could happen and what may happen with the rule of two. And you just really don't know. And when I when I first saw it as a kid, as a kid it blew my mind. And uh, it's a great conclusion to this trilogy. Um, and you got to love those Ewoks too, am I right? Uh, hope you guys have a good May the 4th. Talk to you guys later. Hey, Jason and Gabe. Uh, this is Kevin from Austin. Just took the whole fam to go see Return of the Jedi. Um, all three of my daughters and my wife. Pretty, pretty awesome to be able to take them to 
to one of the OT on the on the big screen. Um, gosh, my favorite part. I still just get chills on the sand barge when the when R two shoots the lightsaber out and and Luke catches it. It's just chills from that moment on. It's just, I mean, and everything before it, of course. Um, how about you, Lorelai? What did you What did you think? Or you have something to say? Jedi-lyrious, Jedi-lyrious. <laughs> <laughs> She's missing the Mandalorian song, I have to say. What was your favorite part? Um, probably when the, like, when your part. Yeah, my yeah. part, yeah. It gave me the chills, too. Yeah, and I remember the first time that you, so how old are you now? I'm 10. Yeah, first time I think you ever saw Return of the Jedi, you were probably two or three, and... I will never forget your reaction uh, at the end when Darth Vader dies because you sobbed your you sobbed your eyes out. You you're the biggest Vader fan. And I mean, I would have done the same at this age if I if it was my first time watching it. So oh, okay, all right. Well, cheers, cheers, Jason and Gabe. It was uh, just fantastic to see it in the theaters. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Wow, thanks to everyone who sent in clips. Everybody loves Return of the Jedi. The moral of the story is everyone loves Return of the Jedi. And it's, you know, like Return of the Jedi being back out in theaters, like, and listening to all those clips, it's like everyone had their own little celebration. Like, if, if you couldn't have gone to London, or maybe you did go to London, like everybody had like their own version of like a, a personal Star Wars celebration with the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Just so great. So great. It's back out in theaters and people are jazzed about this movie again. But yeah, thank you each and every one of you for sending those clips in. Thank you for taking the time to do that. And yeah, so great. Return of the Jedi glasses. Four new glasses from the Star Wars saga. Filled with the adventures of Luke Skywalker. The Ewoks. Han Solo. And Jabba the Hutt. Buy a medium or large coat. And a different glass is yours each week for a special price. Collect all four. Return of the Jedi glasses. Now appearing only at Burger King. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. (laughs) 
So, all right, everybody, Apple Podcast Reviews, you know the deal. When you get done listening to this, we'd love it if you would go and write a little something nice on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us on that. Or if you listen on Spotify, you can leave a five-star review over there so more people will find Blast Points when they're looking for Star Wars podcasts. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're part of the Super Chill Group, where there's lots of Return of the Jedi talk going on. Lots of of people posting pictures from their theaters, posting what was going on, who they went with, reactions, so much going on. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we've got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where sometime in the very near future, we'll start having Mandalorian Season 3 commentaries. We'll be talking about pretty much just Gorian Shard the whole time. But this is a good time to give a huge thank you to all the folks who are new to the Blast Points Army on Patreon. We don't know the last time we did this, so basically this is all the new people since like a while. So we want to thank Fifi, Jennifer, Seth, Jewel, Joshua, Melvin, Mark, Darren, Imogen, Emma, Lauren, Brendan, Darren, Stephen, Shay, Sean, Andrew, Chris, and Tom. And a huge thank you to Amber, Clumsy Ozzel, Helen, I Ship All Things, Thomas, Starkiller109, Darren, Rom, Derek, Sarah, Mark, Brian, Robert, Cameron, Jason, Anna, Christian, Matthew, Matt, Elijah, Travis, Alex, Taylor, and Rick. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all so much. And yeah, hope everybody enjoys the fun stuff coming up on the Blast Points Army in the future and coming up on the regular show in the future. In just a matter of days, we're going to be talking about Visions. That is going to come out on Tuesday. We're going to be back on the new episodes coming out on Tuesdays until Soka Mania starts in August. Yeah, a couple months of things back to normal until Ahsoka kicks things back out of normal and into crazy. But that's just how it is. We say normal, but the month of May... Is it going to be normal? It's it's Blast Points normal. <laughs> some some history-making episodes coming up in the month of May. And then, you know, stay tuned in June. Indie month. All indie, all month long, leading up to the Dial of Insanity, the Dial of Destiny at the end of June. So it's a wild ride coming up ahead on Blast Points here. Did they show the Dial of Destiny trailer before Jedi for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like... Sweet, sweet music. I think that was the first time I saw that trailer at a theater. I think I don't. I think I'd only seen the other one at the theater. So that was that was another uh, a treat on top of a treat. It was like the cherry on top of the Star Wars cake. But yeah, can't wait to talk about visions with everybody. And that episode is going to be coming out. Yeah, in just a matter of days. But until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening we'll talk to you very soon and return the jedi forever bye bye everybody may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you
in the USA. R O T J.